0: Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. We're going to discuss some interesting subjects today. One of them is the iPhone. Quite a lot of people are thinking about buying a new one, but it can be very expensive. But how can you save money? Well, we're going to tell you that. We're also going to talk about how consumer confidence is not what it should be, and it seems to be declining, as well as the high credit card debt in D.C. and what it means to consumers and merchants. And my guest today is Jill Gonzalez. She is a senior analyst with Wallet Hub. Jill, welcome to of Consuming Interest. Thanks for having me. Now, let's go back to this wonderful subject here of iPhones. Um, people are buying new ones. They seem to feel it's worth going into debt for, uh, and that's that's interesting to me. I, I I guess phones are so important to people. What are they likely to uh, face when they decide to go into debt with an iPhone? I mean, how, how is there a way they can save money even on just going um, paying it on its a, a, a loan, or what what is what is the what are the results of the study that you have done that you just put out, which I thought was very eye-catching, about the fact that people can save money on choosing the right plan? But what about choosing the right way to pay for it? Is there a, is there a something information there they should know?
1: So, first of all, a, a good idea on how to go about this is what's called a cell phone savings calculator. So we do have one at Wallet Hub, and essentially you can put your upfront costs in, your monthly costs and compare that with you know, another option, uh, especially if you are comparing different providers. So that's kind of the best way here. You can go no contract and buy the phone up front. That's typically how you might save money. You can also do a carrier installment plan, which depending on the carrier, that could save you money as well. Uh, Apple has its own installment plan too that comes with uh, more Apple care, which could save you money if you you know, tend to break your phone a lot.
0: So there are a lot of moving parts here. Okay. So the real thing is for the consumers to do some research before they sign on the dotted line, um, before they commit to anything in terms of what kind of plan to use. But beyond that, um, you had some really interesting figures at what consumers can save if they choose the right plan. Now, what, what does that mean? And, and can you define for us how a consumer determines what is the right plan sure
1: so there's individual plans there are also family plans which now doesn't even necessarily mean your family it could be friends and then there's also discount carriers that offer plans so a lot of these discount carriers actually run on the same network as you know your big networks like Verizon T-Mobile AT&T they have these discount carriers that, you know, you get the same plan, but you're paying a lot less. Do you have, is this
0: information also included on your website, Jill?
1: Yes, this is all at wallethub.com slash cell phone calculator.
0: And that's really helpful because then you can get some pictures of what the real cost is going to be. And then of course, consumers have to consider how long do they want to keep the phone? How long are they going to have to pay for it? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Very interesting to me that consumers seem to feel that their cell phones are one of their highest priorities in terms of what they have to have. Um, and I, I guess I can understand that in a way we've gotten so dependent on them. But uh, in your study, were there other things that were revealed that we should share with our listeners?
1: Yeah. As far as I mean, the reason why we're doing this now is because the new iPhone is launching. Uh, Apple just made their announcements this week and nearly two in five Americans say they plan on purchasing the new iPhone. So that's, you know, already more than half of people feeling like they need an immediate upgrade.
0: Wow. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of money, a lot of people, I guess they're really devoted to their iPhones Um Anyway, okay, so what advice, how do they go about finding the alternate carriers that you mentioned? Again, uh, referring back, is that referring back to wallethub.com?
1: Yeah, so these are, you know, budget carriers and a lot of people think that they're appealing. 60% of Americans are willing to try a budget cell phone carrier. So it seems like, you know, people care much less about what carrier they're with and just more that they have this new piece of hardware. So some of these that you might have heard of are Visible, uh, Walmart, Family Mobile, Boost Mobile, Metro by T-Mobile, all of these, again, you're getting, you're basically piggybacking on one of these name brand networks like AT&T or T-Mobile, getting the same service, just a budget carrier.
0: So the the confidence that you should have in whoever you're choosing is really, uh, should be a high because they're all kind of inner well I don't want to say they're connected, but the level of service that you're receiving then should be comparable. Is that what you all find is true do do people find that the the lower cost carriers you say they give they're giving the same service is that uh, bor- borne out by your your studies?
1: Yeah, the actual cell phone service that you're getting is the same. Other things oh. might be tracking. Uh, you know whether it's customer service probably mainly if you have any issues but the the you know actual service that you're getting is the same thing think of it as flying on a budget carrier you're getting to the same dis- destination they're running the same route is it as pleasant of an experience on board maybe not
0: you may not get a free glass of wine uh exactly. we don't anymore anyway do we i don't know, <laughs> you know. Who knows? Uh, So it's really one of the perks that go with it. You may get fewer of those uh, with a budget plan, but you can save a whole big lot of money. Now, what was the, you you had quite a range of price there that you could save. It was over $1,000 for a two-year plan. Absolutely. So
1: again, depending on if you are switching to a budget carrier, if you're looking for an individual, if you're paying by installments, the right plan can save you up to
0: almost $2,000. Wow. uh, And that's over two years. That's a rather significant amount of change there, isn't it? So by all means, consumers, do some shopping around before you decide what you're going to do. And really, I guess the time to do that is to start right now if you're going to get the new phone when it comes out. Do you think that the phones will be available to everybody that wants them? Will there be a waiting list or anything like that? Or do you have any idea?
1: Uh, Right now, we are seeing that it's not as big of a hype as, you know, it was maybe 10 versions ago or 10 models ago. So there could be a wait list for certain colors, uh, certain memory capacities. Uh, If you are, you know, walking into your store and expect to get one right away, that might not be the case. You might have to get one shipped to you
0: or, you know, have some type of a waiting period. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Jill, thank you. That's really fascinating. And I hope that our our listeners will check all this out. Uh, We're going to take a brief pause here to let our listeners know that they're tuned into Of Consuming Interest. My guest today is Jill Gonzalez. She is a senior analyst with Wallet Hub. We've been discussing the new iPhone, but we're going to move on to another subject right now. And that is what is happening to consumer confidence consumers seem to be a a rather significant drop in consumer confidence in the way our economy is functioning. So Jill, tell us what was the study? You all recently just did a study on this. I must say you have an interesting job. You know everything that's going on in the consumer world out there. It's fascinating. Tell me what is going on with consumer confidence and what are some of the, the markers that you think are causing this drop in confidence?
1: Well, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword here because we're seeing that credit card debt keeps rising, so people keep spending, and yet consumer confidence is has taken a dip. Uh, so, you know, typically we don't see those two things go hand in hand, but right now that's exactly what we're seeing.
0: That's ex- Say that again. You're seeing credit card debt seeing- rising. The confidence right. is going down and consumers are spending more with the exactly. credit card debt. I kind of sit here. I'm sitting here saying, okay, how do I ask a question about that? Because that kind of defies logic, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it typically does. But
1: there are different things at stake right now than there have been in the past. A huge one of them is inflation. So even if consumers are trying to rein it in, we might not see that in their spending because everything else is still costing more money. Oh
0: yeah. So they're putting yeah.
1: necessities like groceries, like gas, like housing, like uh, healthcare, on their credit cards. They can't necessarily keep up with those with that spending. Uh, so we're not seeing a dip in spending like we normally would.
0: Wow. That, that does kind of defy logic because that, as you say, when, when the the debt gets higher, people tend to cut back, but you can't cut back the essentials. And since the essentials not cost so much more, I mean, I think gas has more than doubled in price in the last couple of years. I don't know. What is there? Something like an 18% cost rise in food. Maybe Mm -hmm. you have some of those figures. I don't know. Um, but it, it seems to me that so many things are so much more expensive. And I, I hear people talking about that. We hear from people talking about it. So, uh, yeah, and it does a little bit defy logic. But at the same time, they have to maintain a, a they have to live. So the, it goes on the credit card. Now, what are, what are consumers doing then to pay off this credit card debt? Because that can get to be monumental, especially if you're paying a, paying a high interest rate.
1: Absolutely, which is exactly what's happening right now. Uh, Interest rates are also the highest that they have been. Uh, We're seeing record highs in interest rates. So that's kind of what goes hand in hand with this inflation and why we're seeing debt so high, even if spending has tapered off a little bit. Uh, So we're seeing these record high interest rates because the Federal Reserve for about a year or so, has continuously raised interest rates to curb inflation. Uh, So, you know, something eventually has to give here.
0: Well, interest rates are going up, inflation is going up, so it doesn't seem to be uh, working, does it? Um, I don't know. I don't know enough about economics to understand all this. All I know is when I look at the bills, um, grocery store bills and whatnot, and when I drive up to the... The pain I feel at the pump, Um, you know, and I just got a, I bought a a car now that requires me to use uh, premium gasoline. Jill, you think that's not a shock? Oh my goodness, it is. But, um, you know, it's the price I'm going to have to pay, I guess, for get a car that can get me to where I want to go. But at any rate, um, the whole issue here of consumer confidence, and you can see why it's gone down, And what are some of the the other factors that you see playing into this lack of consumer confidence?
1: As far as, you know, again, having this confidence in the economy and what we've been saying, I mean, inflation does not instill confidence in the economy. Your credit card debt going up essentially overnight, even if you don't add to it, which is what happens every time the Fed raises rates, does not instill confidence in the economy. Uh, And even though unemployment is still very low, we've seen publicized very large scale layoffs, especially in the tech sphere. We've seen uh, many instances of labor strikes, uh, which has caused some slowdown in many industries as well. So, you know, all of these things kind of floating around, I think it makes sense for consumers to feel a little bit doubtful within what's going on. In the economy right now,
0: and yet they continue spending. I and I guess, as you pointed out, mainly because with everything costing so much more, they have to spend in order to just get the basics of living. I do, have you done anything on how the standard of living has changed um, with the with inflation? I mean, I would suspect that people are are going out less. They they may not be taking as many driving trips. Do you have any insight into that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when asking, has inflation affected your summer travel? More and more people are saying yes. Uh, when asking, you know, is this going to affect your winter? People are still saying yes, and reining in their, you know, how they're traveling, where they're traveling, uh, by what means of transportation they're going by, uh, and just spending overall. You know, a lot of people at least say that they're trying to spend less and save more. Does that actually happen? Not so much.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess because we had a standard of living and unfortunately we're having to reduce it with the, everything costing so much more. And so instead of, you know, you may not get that expensive cut of meat, you may get uh, something less expensive, a hamburger, which I happen to love. So that that's, uh, but nevertheless, um, it is going to be restricted. It is going to be reflected, in, I guess, in every aspect of our lives. I mean, I've noticed that price for clothing is going up, um, shoes, everything. It's just um, tremendous increases in products. Uh, Okay, well, uh, consumer confidence, let's hope that it comes rebounding back and that some of these factors change or uh, ease in terms of the impact that they're having on the American budget. Um, Let's just take a, a brief pause here. To let everyone know that they're listening to Of Consuming Interest right here on the Federal News Network. My guest is Jill Gonzalez. She is a, a senior analyst with Wallet Hub, and we've been discussing some of the pocketbook issues uh, that Wallet Hub deals with and does some very interesting uh, studies on what's happening. And the next subject really relates to the consumer confidence in one way, because we're going to talk about the high credit card debt. And uh, D.C. has extremely high credit card debt. As a matter of fact, I think it's ranks number two in the country. Uh, and what, is the, what does this mean? What does it mean for consumers? And what does it mean for merchants? So, Jill, can you give us the highlights of the latest study you did on credit card debt? And what area or what state is the highest? What's What's got the dubious position of number one?
1: Yeah. So I was, we've been saying Americans are racking up credit card debt and just how much we have is shocking. Last year, we increased our credit card debt by a record, almost $180 billion. Oh my
0: goodness.
1: Yeah. So now the grand total owed by credit card holders is over $1.1 trillion. And that is also, yeah, that is also a new record. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's our collective numbers, but Americans, we're not all on the same boat when it comes to credit card debt, people in some States charge less than others. And whether that's because they've been less impacted by inflation or they're more responsible about their finances or a number of other factors. So to really look and and see which States have least and the most sustainable credit card debts, we looked at this credit data This is all from TransUnion. And we Mm -hmm. not only looked at the cost, but we also looked at the cost of interest and the time required to pay off these balances in all 50 states and D.C. And as you said, D.C. ranks second highest in terms of credit card debt, second only to Alaska. Oh, Wow.
0: Well, Alaska, you could almost understand it. I mean, they have to bring products in further away uh, against a lot of reasons, but then they also um, have a lot of natural uh, resources there. So I'm a little surprised at Alaska. Is, a, is Alaska typically a state that has a high credit card debt, or is this new?
1: Yeah, no. As you said, it's interesting. The Income in Alaska is not as high as it is on the median scale in D.C. Uh, so I don't think that helps. And that, and, and to- on top of inflation, you have all of these import taxes.
0: Ah, uh, okay. So that's going to make a big difference in to what people are, are able to buy. Well, let, let's talk about D.C. and what this means. And I guess the concern that it causes for me, when the credit card debt goes up, most consumers typically try to rein in their spending. So, this is going to impact the merchants in our area, I would think. Um, it, do you see a, a, a long time response to this um, in terms of the uh, purchase of products and, and services going down in DC?
1: You know, not necessarily. Again, this is what we've seen across the board here is that people, you know, although they are doubtful in, in the economy, maybe more so than they were, consumer confidence still drops, people are not tending to rein back their spending. Uh, so that, you know, that's not necessarily good news uh, for our debt, but it's not the worst news for local businesses and merchants.
0: So in, in other words, the economy continues to grow to uh, flourish in, in, in a sense and uh, the debt keeps going up. The, the thing that concerns me, I guess, about it when consumers get into such uh, credit card debt, the amount of time it takes to pay off these bills, especially if you have a high percentage, high interest rate. Do you have a calculator on your website that tells consumers how much they're paying in credit card debt at the rate they're paying?
1: Yes. So that would be a credit card calculator. And it not only can tell you what your interest charges are going to be, but if you put in your minimum payment or if you put in maybe what you're hoping to pay every month, it can Mm -hmm. actually tell you, you know, exactly how long it's going to take to pay off that debt. Oh boy, that could be scary. It's scary, but it's good to know. And I think that's half the battle with a lot of these, financial issues is that people don't want to look at the wound. You got to stop the bleeding and you have to, even though it's daunting, be aware of what's happening so that you can say, Hey, if I pay, if I add $10 to this amount per month, I can actually pay it off, you know, three months sooner. So and just not to know- mention the
0: amount of money that
1: you'll save in interest. Exactly. So, a good example, high level, D.C. right now, the median credit card debt is $3,290. The cost to pay that off, given the average interest rate right now, is about $440 in interest alone. Wow. So just you know, looking at D.C., looking at the average income uh, and the average minimum payment, we're looking at around 15 months
0: and a week to pay that off. Man, that's a little daunting, isn't it? Um, especially the, the cost of it. But yet at the same time, it enables us to have services and, and and products that we would not be able to afford if we didn't have credit. So I am a great advocate of credit. Um, but I, I guess the big thing here is to shop around and try to find plans that will give you a better interest rate. Is that still possible? Absolutely.
1: I mean, there's still balanced transfer cards, which are... You know, still having good deals. You can find one for, if you have excellent credit, you can get a balance transfer card for up to 21 months with 0% interest. If you have good or fair credit, probably at least six months, but that still buys you some interest free time. So that is definitely a good idea. And we do think that those timelines are gonna tighten soon just because of the state of the economy right now.
0: Yeah. So the thing, the big thing to do is to do a little bit of work be proactive and take some some steps to try to reduce the amount you have to pay and to try to increase the amount you are paying if at all possible. And your point was very well taken that even a very small amount of payment can make a significant difference in the amount of time and the amount of interest you have to pay. So I guess we have to look at it in those, those terms. Um, but anyway, it's very interesting, Jill, Again, this information can be found at WalletHub. Am I right? All of these good data, this good data.
1: Yes, WalletHub.com. We have credit card calculators, cell phone savings calculators, all free, so that you can see exactly what this information means for you.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you very, very much. Very interesting um, things that I always learn from you, Jill. Really appreciate having you on. Um, we've been talking about, well, first off, the iPhones and how you can save money on the plans. And you can go to WalletHub.com and find out what um, some of the options that you may have, as well as as credit card debt. So good information. Anyway, thank you. My guest has been Jill Gonzalez. She's the senior analyst with Wallet Hub. Uh, You have been listening to Of Consuming Interest right here on the Federal News Network. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, my email is Shirley at callforaction.org. Shirley at callforaction.org. And we thank you for joining us. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP.